All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and may his peace, blessings and benedictions be upon the soul of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in and uphold his household, his companions and every other person who follows his path till the day of reckoning. Amin. My name is Mubarak Abdul Hamid and I welcome you once again to another episode of My Respected Brother. Alhamdulillah. Last week we talked about the conditions for the acceptance of good deeds and last week I told you that inshallah today we are going to be talking about the stories in Surah Al-Kahf. We are going to be discussing the stories of Surah Al-Kahf. Surah Al-Kahf is a very important uh, surah in Al-Islam and it, it's, it's a very important surah in the Quran. Why? The Prophet has encourage us that every Friday we should read Surah Al-Kahf and you notice that during when I'm talking about the etiquettes of Yawm al-Jum'ah I always talk about reciting Surah Al-Kahf. Why is Surah Al-Kahf so important? The first thing is that uh, the non-believers called the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and they asked him questions that if he could answer these questions about things of the past that uh, happened before the Prophet was born and before he was raised as a prophet, then if he could answer those questions, then truly he is a prophet. So they asked him about uh, the they asked him about uh, Musa and Khidr, Prophet Musa salam and Khidr. They asked him about Yul Kornain, then they asked him about the people of the cave. And then Allah revealed Surah Al Kahf. And then the Prophet answered their questions. All those questions are answered in Surah Al Kahf. Apart from that, Surah Al-Kahf is a reminder of faith. In every aspect of Surah Al-Kahf, you see a reminder of your Iman, to improve your Iman, to make sure you guard your Iman. And then on Friday, if we recite Surah Al-Kahf, the Prophet ﷺ made us known that if we recite Surah Al-Kahf on Friday, Allah's nur, Allah's light would be upon us from that Friday to the next Friday. And if you do it with other etiquettes of Yawm al-Jum'ah, it means that Allah's light will be upon us from that Friday to the next Friday and three other days after. That means for ten good days, Allah's nur will be upon us. May Allah not remove his nur from us ever. I mean, and the, another virtue of Surah Al-Kahf is that the Prophet wasallam says that whoever recites Surah Al-Kahf will be protected from the Jal, the Antichrist. So today, inshallah, we're going to be looking at the stories one after the other and the lessons we can learn from them from Surah Al-Kahf. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Hey, welcome back. Uh, Alhamdulillah, when I talk about the stories from Surah Al-Kahf, sometimes some people are not comfortable calling them stories. But calling them stories is not actually about uh, diminishing their values. We cannot, we should not diminish the values of what Allah has sent us, of the word of the 
sayings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We cannot diminish the value of the book of Allah. But say, calling them stories make them feel more relatable to us. And that is why I have to uh, continue to call them stories. So there are four stories in this in Surah Al-Kaf. There are four stories. And each of those stories uh, talk about different aspects of life. The first story is the story of the people of the cave, the Ashab Al-Kaf, which talked about the trial of faith. The second one is the story of the owner of two guardians and that talked about the trial of wealth and the third one is the story of prophet Musa Moses السلام, and uh, Khidr and that talked about the trial of knowledge their journey together their experience together and the last story is to- talked about Zulkarnain and his journey around the world and that talked about the trial of authority inshallah let's let's take the first story allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in surah al-kahf about the people of the cave and he, he starts allah starts by saying that am hasibata anna ashab al-kahf wa al-raqim kanu min ayatina ajaba have you thought that the people of the cave and the plaque were on, were the only wonders of our signs Allah told us about I mean Allah has different signs in the Quran and he he, he brought them different signs and he he, he he made us learn from those signs and so one of these signs are the people of the cave the the, the, the this talk about the, the story about the people of the cave is a sign of Allah their life is a life is a sign of Allah Allah has designed it that way so has to teach us coming generations lessons about them and see how we can apply these lessons to our lives Allah says that they took refuge in the cave but before they took refuge in the cave what happened okay these people are young people like Allah told us in the Quran it says innahum fitiyatun amanu bi rabbihim wazidnahum huda that they are young people and they had faith in their lord and allah increased their guidance so they had faith in their lord what happened during their time in their city was they were young people who believed in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they guarded their faith as much as possible but they were threatened for their faith in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the whole of the town or the whole of the city uh, gathered or against them and they were going to perhaps kill them perhaps jail them or punish them for holding a strong faith and speaking up against people deviating from the path of Allah because it became it became an order of the day that people would deviate from what Allah says from how to or how to how to sincerely and i mean how to sincerely worship allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so people started attaching other things to allah other companions to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he who does not have any companion or any mate so they decided they started worshiping idols and all other things so these young people 
spoke up and they were not joining them and they were speaking up against it and so because the majority was for uh, idol worshipping was for diluting the worship of Allah they, they were against the young people and so these young people decided to flee for their lives and to protect their faith and they left then Allah tells us in uh, ayah 10 of Surah Al-Kahf that Remember when those youths took refuge in the cave and they said, Our Lord, grant us mercy from yourself and guide us rightly through our ordeal. They, 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 after running away from their town, they, they prayed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance, for mercy on their ordeal. And Allah guided them and made them a, 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 an example for us to follow. Allah made them to sleep in that cave. They entered the cave and they slept off. And Allah tells us, Allah tells us that they slept for 309 years. If we are counting the calendars with the lunar years, 309 lunar years and 300 solar years, Gregorian years. No, we, nobody ever thinks that somebody could sleep for that long. If you sleep today, you sleep for tops 12 hours but Allah made them to sleep for 309 years and Allah after after their long sleep after their long sleep Allah woke them up to to ask them to test them and to also make them a wonder a, a lesson for us and for people who were living around when they woke up so when uh, they, they, they left the city and they asked Allah for help because they wanted to protect their faith and Allah protected them. But not only them, Allah protected their faith and made them wake up when it was safe for them to wake up. Because by the time they woke up, everybody in their town had become a Muslim following the pristine Islam following the pristine uh, teachings and, and uh, pristine worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when they woke up, they were safe. Nobody was going to threaten them anymore. And their faith was safe. And Allah made them a sign for us. Allah tested their faith. How well can they hold on? And this would happen to every Muslim. This would happen to every Muslim. So when they, when they, as much as they could, upheld their faith, what happened? Allah kept them safe. That's the first thing. Allah protected them from those who wanted to kill them. And for, Allah preserved them too. Allah preserved them for 300 years. Who would have lived that long? Who would have stayed that long? And Allah brings them as a sign and as a wonder for us and as a lesson for us today. And then Allah increases their guidance. Allah increases them in guidance. And Allah brings them as a sign for the people who lived around when they woke up. So the people who lived around when they woke up had become Muslims. Like they, ha they now follow the true faith, the true Christian uh, Islam. And so, when those people...
people woke up and went back into the town. It was like a, a, a strengthener, or it, it strengthened the faith of those who were living around that time. You're welcome once again. Allah has told us about the people of the cave. And if you go back and read the Surah Al-Kahf, if you don't understand Arabic, read the translated version of it. There are a lot of lessons for us to learn from it. I'll just be highlighting some of the lessons for us to learn and so that we can actually take heed. And that's actually the purpose of this show. For us to look at these stories whenever we're talking about stories, whenever we're talking about other things as well, the faith, for us to improve them, to learn from them and use it to improve our lives and our faith. So, the first lesson I'll be talking about is that Allah will always test our faith. Allah will always test our faith. Allah says in Surah Al-Ankabut, that do people think that when they say that they believe they would not be put to test and they will be left alone so Allah tells us that when you say you believe when you have faith, when you are a Muslim even with your belief, even with your faith Allah will test you so we should always know that when tests come we should because we know that tests are going to come now when tests come, it's easier for us to bear them, pray that Allah help us through the test, and not get taken away by the test. So we don't get affected and then uh, taken away from the path of Allah by whatever test we are facing. I don't know what you're facing now. I don't know what you think, uh, what you are going through. But... See it as a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in Surah Al-Baqarah, وَلَا نَبُلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعٍ وَنَقُصٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنْفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ That we are going to test you from fear, hunger, I mean, from fear, from joy, famine, and reduction in wealth, in people and in farm produce for Bashiri Sobi give glad tidings to those who are patient and those who are patient are not people who are patient because they don't have any other choice than being patient yes they have other choice than being patient but they decide to be patient and who are they Alladina idha asobatum musibatun qalu inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raja'ud that when anything happens to them when any calamity befalls them, they say that truly we actually belong to Allah and we are going back to Him. And so He can test us, but we know that we are going back to Him. And so you, you be patient you, you, because you understand that it belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It makes the effect of the trial less on us. And may Allah not try us beyond what we can bear. And He actually promised us that. Allah would not burden a soul more than what it can bear. 
So may Allah not try our faith more than what we can bear. Amin. Another lesson is that life is not all rosy. And so because we say we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because we say we are Muslims, because we say we have faith, it doesn't mean that life will be rosy. It doesn't mean that we will not face problems. It doesn't mean that people would not dislike us. And it doesn't mean that we would uh, be successful in everything we do. When you say, when we have faith, when we say we have faith, it is also important for us to walk alongside that faith. And we don't just sit down and expect everything to be rosy. We would stand up, sit upright, and giving our best to the things that we want, as long as those things are halal, are lawful for us. So we're giving our best to get those things that we want. It is important for us to also know that it is a duty for us to call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when people are going the wrong way, when people are doing what is wrong in their faith, if they are Muslims, or even when they are not Muslims, when they are doing what is not what is wrong according to faith, or even when you want to preach to people and invite them to Al-Islam, it is important for us to know that it is a duty upon everybody to call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reject evil from people and to encourage what is good. Allah says, Help yourselves on what is good and do not help yourselves on on being... Uh, on being enemies or on on sins, do not help yourself on sins. And so, when you see Muslims or when you see people falling into error, it is a duty upon you to correct them, to call them back. And when they do not respond, or when they are being defensive, when they become when they become uh, offensive to you. Like they want to, they want to, they threaten you, they want to fight you because you're calling them to Allah and they threaten your life and your peace. It is also important for us from these lessons, from these stories, to know that you must keep yourself safe. And so, if you have to move, like the time of Prophet Muhammad, the Prophet had to do hijra from Makkah to Medina in order to preserve his life, to preserve the faith. And to preserve the lives of other Muslims and their faith as well. So the the land of Allah is wide enough. And so when you call people to the right thing and they they threaten you or they they try to fight you, it is important for you to know when to keep yourself safe and to keep your faith safe. The people of the cave fled the town. And in order to keep themselves and their faith safe, and Allah preserve them for that. And when you correct people, and this is another lesson from the uh, from the surah, when you correct people and they do not agree, they do not accept your corrections, and you think like you're just a minority. The people of the cave were 
between the people of the cave were between three and nine. Allah says, They were between three and nine, and they had their dog with them. But against the whole town, they still did not join them. So the lesson here is that even when you're the only one or you're a few people that are doing what is right and you feel threatened by what others are doing, do not join them. And it is a popular parlance today in our world today that they say if you cannot beat them, you join them. You do not join them in evil. You do not join them in evil. When you, when you try as much as possible to turn them away to correct them from doing evil and they do not heed to your advice, they do not heed to your correction and they, they threaten you, you don't have to join them. It is so pathetic today that it is when you're doing what is right that you feel like you are a bad person. When you're doing what is right, you don't, you don't look normal anymore. Why? Because the wrong thing, the evil things have become normalized in our society. And so when you are the right person, you try to uphold the right values. People see you as being too, too disciplinarian. People see you as being too stiff and not flexible. And then they tend to talk you down. And you feel like you're not good enough or you're, doing too, you're, you're working too hard, you're trying too hard. No, you're not trying too hard. It is important for you that you do not, I mean, that you do not join them. Because when you join them, you become like them. And Allah will not say, because you felt pressured, then leave you. You would also be punished like they would be punished. May Allah save us from his punishment. And the final lesson I'll be talking about is the quality of the people you move with. It is important for us as Muslims to guard the kind of people, to, to know the kind of people we move with because they affect our faith. They affect our faith. There's a popular saying that says, show me your friend and I tell you who you are. That is true. No matter how good you think you are, when you move with bad people, you would one way or the other start absorbing some of their traits and one way or the other you would be surprised the first day you try to do one of those things that you think is bad but your people your friends or your group do the first day you do it you'll be surprised but after some time it becomes, it becomes normal an example is somebody who is good but lives in the i mean amongst the people who who swear who who insult who use swear words right you stay with them, it, it gets registered into your subconscious. And the first day you say, you say one of those swear words, you'll be surprised. And after some, after some time, you normalize it and it becomes like a normal thing for you. And then like little by little, you become like them. So it is important for you to guard the kind of companionship you keep, the kind of friends you move with. If you move with the good people then you would you have a tendency to be a good person yourself. Even if you're a bad person and you move with people who who are good, who help you refine your faith, you tend to absorb their I mean their values and little by little you get better. So it is important for us as Muslims to guard the kind of companionship we keep. Allah says in so many ayahs of the Quran that you should be 
with the good people. That's about the package for today's show because it will be taking long and I don't want to take more time on this show. So inshallah we would continue on the stories of the people of the book and the lessons we can get from them. This is another Friday so of course etiquette of Friday. Wear the best of your clothes. Wear the best of your clothes. You own them right? So giving your best. Today is Friday the best day in the week and it's also a day of eight for us a day of festivity and so you should be in the best of your garments you should wear your perfumes for male outside your homes for females yes you can wear them inside your homes but not outside and so wear your perfumes inside for females um, make your household feel that festivity around you and wear your gold your jewelries that's for female but not males males cannot wear gold so be in the best of your, I mean, of your garments. Be your best self today. As much as possible, get to the mosque as early as possible. Be close to the imam, listen attentively to the imam, and say a lot of salawat upon the soul of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Do not, there is, there is a misconception that people do, people tend to, Pray, they say salawas, they say tasbih during the khutbah. It is wrong. It is wrong. When the imam is saying the sermon, you listen attentively to the imam and you do not do any other thing. Every other thing, there is nothing as important as listening to the sermon. Every other thing is secondary. So, as much as possible, let us listen attentively to the imam. Be in the best of your garments. Recite Surah Al-Kahf. Say a lot of salawat upon the soul of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And pray for yourselves. Pray for yourselves. Pray for yourselves. The Prophet lets us know that there is an hour on Friday. And I continue to repeat this. That there is an hour on Friday that no prayer is returned. You want to take advantage of that hour. There are narrations that say that that hour is between uh, Salatul Asri and Salatul Maghrib. And there are some that say it's between Salatul Zuhr and Salatul Asr. And some say it is just before Jumu'ah and all. But what's more important is take advantage of this hour. And so if you pray for yourselves constantly, if you say a lot of salawat upon the soul of Prophet Muhammad wasallam constantly, you would definitely hit this hour. And when you hit this hour, no prayer is, is returned on Friday in that hour. So may Allah grant us the best. May Allah make us better Muslims. May Allah make us witness many more Jumu'ah on the face of the earth. Till next week that I come your way. My name is Mubarak Abdul Hamid. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.